Today, we'll start showing you how to implement the Mediterranean diet into your life. We'll start with the vegetables, fruits, whole grains, and legumes. But did you ever notice that plants are at the base of every diet that is healthy? Certainly the Mediterranean diet, but also the DASH diet, the Mayo Clinic diet, the Blue Zones diet, and even that American diet pyramid, the base of which has been consistently filled with vegetables, fruits, legumes, and whole grains. Not to mention those who advocate a whole food, plant-based diet. Now, you may hear from some of the extreme meat-eating people that you can get every nutrient you need from meat. To be clear, that is not true. And all of the data shows that to eat a meat-only diet is not a long-term healthy solution. Here's the catch. I want you to try and eat 30 different plants in your diet this week. Does that sound crazy? It sounds like a lot to me. But later in this podcast, I will show you how easy it is. I'm Dr. Terry Simpson, and this is Fork U, Fork University, where we make sense of the badness, bust myths, and help you learn a little bit more about food as medicine. Following the Mediterranean eating style depends more on plants than it does on fish, meat, or dairy. In contrast to the standard American diet that centers around a large piece of meat and what appears to be a condiment on the side of poorly cooked broccoli, in the med diet you get points for more vegetables, for fruits, nuts, for legumes, for whole grains, and maybe one of the most important plants, the olive, from which we get olive oil. Now. I know wine is from a plant, and tonight that might be the most important plant in my diet, but we'll talk about alcohol in an upcoming podcast. With plants, you need a variety or diversity. Let me give you an example. Vegetarians or vegan are often told that in order to get adequate protein into their diet, they need a combination of plants like beans and rice or hummus. Hummus is a combination of chickpeas, a legume, and from sesame seeds, which is tahini. We need different plants to get the vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and other nutrition that is so essential to our short-term and long-term health. Different plants are rich in different nutrients. For example, pumpkin seeds are high in magnesium. Now, magnesium is the latest supplement you don't need if you eat a healthy diet. I know sometimes I hear people say, eat the rainbow. And all I can think of when I hear that is eating Skittles. But there is a better way. Humans can't digest all of the parts of a plant, but even those parts of the plant you cannot digest are terribly important to your health. How do you get a benefit from those non-digestible parts of the plants? From your microbiome, those trillion or so bacteria that live in your gut. Your bacteria will eat a lot of the food you can't digest. They're like the ultimate compost, hopefully without the worms. And oh, those people who, use, who say all gut problems come from worms are just full of it. And don't get the parasite cleanse. I promise to bust that myth in an upcoming podcast. But you've heard about how important those bacteria are, usually by people trying to sell you probiotics. And by the way, you don't need those either. But here is how those bacteria can help you. You've heard about how antioxidants are important to your health, like polyphenols. Polyphenols protect your body's tissues against what we call oxidative stress, which is associated with cancer, aging, heart disease, and inflammation. 
But did you know you cannot absorb polyphenols without certain bacteria? Yep, you need to encourage that bacteria because they will save you. Let's not forget that fiber. Fiber is simply carbohydrates we cannot digest. Our gut bacteria help digest them for us. And fiber is so much more important than to just regulate your bowel movements. Did you know there's a lot of different types of fiber? We used to divide it into two sorts, but there are far more. But another podcast. Bacteria eat some of the fiber and turn it into chemicals your body uses. Give you an example. Some bacteria take fiber and make butyrate, which serves as a tonic to your bowel and reduces the risk of colon cancer. So even in people who eat a lot of red meat, increasing vegetables mitigates the risk of colon cancer from that red meat. Just another reason to add fruits and vegetables to your diet. Certain fibers can decrease the risk of heart disease, decrease sugar spikes, and lower your cholesterol. Now, please, don't feel the need to run out and grab those fiber packets you see on store shelves. Friends, there is no fiber supplement that has all the nutrients packed into them like plants do. I saw one person selling fiber for about $150 for a month's supply, which is silly because you will get a far better deal from Mother Nature, which is why I'm going to help you get in 30 different plants in a week. Let's start with breakfast. You start the day with overnight oats, one of my favorites. It has oats, chia seeds, you can add some blueberries, some peanut butter. You've just started the day with four plants. Lunch might be a whole grain sandwich with cucumber, lettuce, tomato, and I'll probably have tuna fish with it. Or And then you might have a side of an apple. That's five more plants. For a snack, you might have a handful of almonds. We're up to 10 plants today and we haven't hit dinner. Let's start with some sauce for our whole grain pasta. In that sauce, you'll have celery, carrots, onions, and you can add some mushrooms. So even without a salad, we're up to 14 different plants on one day. And you thought this was hard. In the next six days, do you think you could add 16 more plants? When we say plants, you may think of fruits and vegetables, but the key is not to forget the nuts and the seeds and the legumes and, of course, the olive oil. That entire diversity assortment of plants has been shown to decrease the risk of major diseases that kill us prematurely, which means that plants can increase our longevity, as has been shown in the Mediterranean diet. You know what? You can't do this diversity in the keto diet or in the carnivore diet or one of those silly diets that eliminate these foods. But the key is planning. So here's your assignment. Go plan your meal and see what diversity you can bring. If you want to see more of diversity, go to yourdoctorsorders.com and I have lists for you. But here's a few other tips. Instead of just buying broccoli, buy the mixed vegetables. Instead of chips, Think of popcorn for a snack or nuts. By the way, corn is a whole grain. Salads are great, but as we approach the fall, don't forget the soup with its diversity of beans, lentils, and vegetables. And by the way, being from California now, never forget the tacos, which can be made with a variety of vegetables as well. And that doesn't mention, which I'm going to now, homemade salsas, which have so many wonderful fresh ingredients. Want to see more salsa recipes? Go to terrysimpson.com. Adding diversity to your diet is more than healthy. It also tastes great, which is something I can get on board with. Thank you for listening to this edition of Fork You and me, Dr. Terry Simpson. For more in-depth information, please see the blog associated with podcast, 
which is called yourdoctorsorders.com. Here's the disclaimer. While I am a physician, I am probably not your physician. For medical advice, or if you have questions about your specific diet or disease, please talk to your board-certified physician, not a functional medicine doctor, and a registered dietitian. This podcast was written and recorded by me, Dr. Terry Simpson, and is produced by our friends at Simpler Media, Ali Press, and the pod god, Evo Terra, who is currently touring Ireland, sampling beers and whiskey, which I don't think is quite on the Mediterranean diet to that extent, but we'll give him a pass. Thanks for listening, everybody. I ate a surprising amount of fish and some Irish shepherd's pie and maybe one or two Guinnesses, but uh,